0: time to cross the bridge with Mike Bianchi and Mark Daniels on FM 96.9 The Game, powered by Advent Health.
1: That is correct, Advent Health. Do not forget, they are sponsoring the Children's Day of Giving of December 14th, and it's to help kids in the hospital this holiday season. Your donation always stays local, helps cover gas and grocery bills for families with kids undergoing treatment. Visit giveforkidstoday.com to donate. Musical theme? Holiday songs you were here at a Christmas party. Sounds like somebody I should know. Probably somebody famous. See, I don't know a lot of the... I don't know a lot of the female vocalists. This sounds like, I don't know, 80s music. This is right up Daniel's alley. Is this 80s music, Daniel? Ace Ventura, last name of actor. Jim Carrey, Mariah Carey.
0: Good clue, Daniel. Thank you very much.
1: David, I or David. We just had David Steele on. It's all right, Jim. And I was getting I was getting ready to ask you a question. I'm such a coward, Daniels. You're what? I'm such a... c I'm a coward. So we have <laughs> why David Steele. Here, here's why. All right. Because before we had David before David Steele came on, David Steele obviously long time magic broadcaster legendary all right um but I was gonna ask David uh, the same question I asked Adam Shatoff and I'll ask you that question momentarily. I was gonna ask David Steele does he think the magic are tanking all right but then i got to thinking about it he works for the magic and i didn't want to put him you know in a compromising position to have to hem and haw around that question um that's why i'm a coward as no, a hard-hitting no, as no, a hard-hitting no. journalist
0: i should have asked him no that. there's professional respect there there is it's like going to the mall and asking the you know big fat guy in the red suit Tell me a little bit about your story. I mean, you just kind of respect the position. You know, you just don't push it too far sometimes. By the way, Daniels, you know what I did on
1: Sunday? We're going we're to get back to this question. Uh, about the, fat, the fat guy in the suit at the mall. Yeah, I went to the Winter Garden Theater. All uh-huh. right, you're, you're familiar with that. Yeah. Winter Garden Theater, and they were showing Miracle on 34th oh, Street yeah. on the big screen. And I watched that on the big screen.
0: What a, I forgot how great of a movie that was. That's great that you win. That's good for you. Nice holiday spirit.
1: Yeah. It yeah. was awesome. Yeah.
0: What does that do with the I magic lo- tanking?
1: Oh. It, uh, you just brought <laughs> up the
0: fat guy in the suit at the yeah. mall, and that's
1: what, you know, that's what he was. Uh-huh. You know, the, that's what you know, Chris Kringle was yeah. Miracle of 34th Street. All right. So so you're saying it's okay that I didn't ask David Steele the question? Yes. Okay. Because I well, think it's
0: it, uh, look, I think it's out of professional respect to David, and I've said this for years. I, uh, David and Jeff, Dennis, all the years that he was there. I, I, I don't think people understand the challenge it is game by game to be yeah. doing what they do for a team that has such little success in the last decade plus. To try to bring the energy and the enthusiasm. To broadcast uh, games, and, and it's a long season of eighty-two games, and the travel wears on you. And people, well, oh, you're on the team charter. And, uh, listen, when you've lost nine straight, and the team is five and twenty, um, and, and you envision another year where maybe not even winning thirty games is possible, that's hard, man. <laughs> that is hard. I
1: commended him for that. I, I do love watching their broadcasts because they do still bring it.
0: So, yeah. All right, let me ask you the question. Although you went mind, I mean, not just the magic, but it, it'd be kind of funny if you tuned into your favorite team, like, all right, here comes another loss tonight, guys. Don't expect much to happen in a good way. Your team's really been bad. Here's the tip.
1: Think, yeah, if it were me, if it were me, I'd be like,
0: you know, Eeyore and Winnie the Pooh. It's like uh-huh. yesterday, Mike. I know we're going to get into the transfer portal. I just want once. you know, I, You know me. I want that college football coach on signing day to go, we just blew it. Not a good day at all for us. I just want one kid that enters the portal to go, I hated it here. I can't stand my coach. I hated all the assistants. The training staff didn't take care of me. I can't wait to get the hell out of here. As opposed to thanking everybody. I loved it here. Appreciate everything. With that said, which is my favorite line in every uh, uh, tweet when a kid enters the portal, with that said, I'll be entering the transfer portal. (laughs) yeah I know I know here's the other thing I wish that
1: they would say. well well uh coach so and so told me that you know I stink and right. I'm not gonna ever play here, so yeah i yeah, I'm better off trying to find a lesser school right where I can actually right, play.
0: or just the other guy that goes, I'm taking sixty grand to go here, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, I'd yeah. liked to have stayed, but this collective came up with 125000 I don't know what business I'll be representing and probably none, but they're giving me a car. <laughs> just, yeah, let's just have the one day where everybody's, you know, really honest. With that said, that's my favorite part of every transfer portal. Here's the long list of things that I've loved about being here. With that said.
1: All right, I want to ask you the question, though. We'll get to the transfer portal yes, next, yes. During, during the long segment. Or the magic tank?
0: Um it is my opinion that inside the walls of management at the Magic mm-hmm. they are I'm cautiously they are cautiously going about the use of players during the season. I can't... Daniels, you don't work for the Magic, all right? You can answer I the question. I don't think the Magic are, uh, again, I, I've said this for years, players and coaches are not throwing games. I, I understand. I think management is in no rush to bring certain players back, and I say certain, meaning it depends on, uh, on what an injury is. And, and, and you do that when there are very little expectations for your team versus a team that's expected to compete and has a chance to compete in the playoffs where I just think guys with certain injuries are back quicker. And, and, and i I said this yesterday, I don't want so
1: you're saying yes,
0: I think that there's an effort to not rush guys back because there's no expectations for this team, so so you don't have to do it i mean you, the, well, why why do you
1: tap dance around it? why don't you because, just say you
0: know, i I think that there is a glaring difference. I think the magic of like a number of teams, Mike, at the okay. bottom of the n b a that don't have any reason to rush players back because, realistically, they're not going to make a run in the playoffs. A team that is invested in free agents... How
1: how about rushing your... Not rushing your players back, but how about bringing your players back in a
0: reasonable amount of time... I didn't tell you that I like this. Because
1: you want to win games and you you want to give your fans
0: a good show. I didn't tell you that I like this. I'm just telling you it's different than a team that has signed free agents and has a big payroll with an expectation to make the playoffs and go further where I do think guys come back a little bit quicker from the left calf contusion uh or the you know the the the, the soreness right of the ankle, ankle. soreness yes i think you see that i think when your expectation is ah we might win 25 32 games what's your rush if we happen to lose a little more then we lose a little bit more what and, happened and I think to, the Magic are part the, of that group of NBA team. Not the only one.
1: Yeah, but what about the, hey, this is a year that we need to learn how to win? What what happened to that?
0: What happened to what? Well, look, I, I don't your, think the Magic... Your, you want your young nucleus I, to, I, to learn how to win. I don't think the Magic planned it in August. But as the season goes along and guys get hurt and losses begin to mount, it's a lot easier to just work in the gray area of, Eh. give him another day or two or week off, and, you know, we'll see it. Like I said, I don't want anybody to ever get seriously hurt, but I don't even want to – like, I laugh when you read the, the injury report, and I know why you do, because it's funny. Like, to me, you know what the injury report is? Okay, the injury report is Bill Smith, broken leg. You know, Tom, you know, uh, Tom Johnson, broken arm. I mean, something where an appendage is barely hanging on versus calf contusion – you know, uh, migraine headache, uh, uh, itchy earlobe. I mean, injuries that I don't even know what the hell are anymore. The, the, and it's not just the Magic. It's across the NBA. It's no big deal if a guy takes off three games. Whatever. Yeah, but the Magic's, the Magic's injury report's always
1: long, much of longer. Of course it is, which
0: team. is my point, that they, like a number of teams at the bottom of the NBA, are working in that gray area of the expectation that, you know, we're not going to win much. So, you know, the guy's on another week. Big deal.
1: Mobamba back spasms. Yeah. Back spasms are like temporary, aren't they? Isn't that like
0: you get get a massage and they're gone? No, oh, backs, I mean, a back injury can be severe, but I, you know, I, I don't know. And, and nobody answers for anything. It's just like, you know, he's out. When's he coming back? I don't know. Like, is it in a week? Maybe. A month? It could be. I don't know. <laughs> All right, straight ahead,
1: Transfer Portal Madness. Ryan O'Keefe is in the Transfer Portal. Why would he leave UCF where he's a star? We'll get into that. All the Transfer Portal news next. Welcome back to The Bridge, brought to you by Advent Health. It's time to feel whole with Advent Health. For more information, go to adventhealth.com. All right, Daniels, the transfer portal opened up yesterday. I want to start out with this before we get into Ryan O'Keefe and some of the other players who are in the transfer portal. You know, and. and Again, I, I understand why players transfer. I understand nil, maybe better opportunities elsewhere. I understand all that, but you know what I hate about the transfer portal, Daniels? What's that? Being the being the old school guy, legacy, legacy. I mean, and and again, I, I hate to sound like back back in my day, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Back in my day, Daniels, and back in your day. I mean, I grew up like listening to you know gator basketball games on the radio because none of the games were on tv back then gator football games on on radio because i grew up right near gainesville all right and you know you you sort of you know you 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 sort of fall in love with the players when they come in and they you know matriculate through the system and you grow attached to them like david Steele was saying when he was on it's hard to grow attached to players now and you were saying it yesterday you're going to be rooting for the guys you know you're going to be rooting against guys who you were rooting for the year prior I hate that Daniels there's it's hard to develop a legacy like Dylan Gabriel I mean if Dylan Gabriel had stayed at UCF and been the starting quarterback for 4 years he would have gone he would have gone down as maybe the greatest UCF quarterback of all time he would have had a legacy and now he's at Oklahoma and he's coming back for the bowl game. And it's, it's almost like, you know, these guys, and and I don't know if he'll have a legacy at Oklahoma or not. You know, I mentioned Jalen Robinson earlier, the UCF receiver who left UCF last year and transferred to Ole Miss and he got lost. All right, let, let's continue this conversation. Uh, we're going to say goodbye to our Tallah- uh, Tallahassee listeners at FM 96.5, the Spear. Um, let's pause real quick. And I want to get Daniel's opinion right after the station identification. Mark Daniels, you understand what I'm saying, Daniels, or am I just no, no, no? I understand what
0: you're saying, and 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 I respect that you also understand that the industry has just changed. Um, I did, I did. You know, like you spoke to Alec Holler, the UCF tight end. Yeah. It used to be that the ratio of Alec Hollers to those that didn't have the passion for the uniform, they they were the majority. Now, they're likely more the minority, meaning a player grows up and dreams of playing for the local school. And, yes. you know Alec Holler went to UCF games years ago and, and, and never thought he'd put a uniform on. Uh he loves playing for UCF and, and and is you know, Matthew Lee, the center for UCF, who who I think is gonna play on Sundays, um, grew up down the street, you know, Haggerty High School, uh, the great Haggerty Ovito rivalries and things like that. He loves being a UCF knight. There are more players coming to college, and I don't think it's everybody, where it's what's the best situation for me and where do I need to bounce for the best situation for me? And you accept it, and I said yesterday. Change often happens at a pace we're not comfortable with. And that's what's happened in college football in the last couple of years. The uh, The transfer portal has been around since 2018, but then the NCAA changed the rules. Um, and all this has happened at a very rapid pace that we haven't had a chance to adjust to, and it's going to continue uh, uh, to do that. But you are going to get more players that say, I'm coming to your school because I want to make money and the best chance to showcase myself. And when I think... That's ended with you. I'll just go someplace else. It doesn't mean you won't get four or five-year guys. There'll be a number of players that you know still yeah. will do that. But I think fans now are now beginning to learn that your best players may not be with you for four years. That, that you may get them for three, two, even one. I fear, though, that college
1: football, and, and I realize it's much more popular, but I fear it's going to become like college basketball, and, and nothing against college basketball. But you know with with the one and dones and even before one and dones, you know all the transfers in college basketball, it's like who can even keep track of it anymore? and you sort of and, and I you know you sort of lose that- again, you lose the attachment to your team. I mean, college basketball to me is it, it, it's even hard to follow these days.
0: Yeah, you can't but uh, fall in
1: love, you can't fall in love with your player. Yeah.
0: I understand the comparison and actually college basketball's been I wouldn't say well, you could say worse, but more players have been transferring in college basketball than college football, it doesn't get as much attention as college football. And when and, and when people look at what they define as a mass exodus of college football, you gotta take into account the roster size compared to basketball. Yeah. Um but we reached a point in basketball. Where probably when they look at the numbers this year, it'll be almost two thirds of college basketball players will have transferred at least once in their NBA in their college career, which is wow. mind-boggling. Uh, I don't know if we'll get to that in college football because of the roster size, but you know this is going to evolve. I mean, I'll tell you something else, and then we can you know uh, talk about the local stories. I'm going to tell you who else is going to go through a learning process from the last two months, and the next eight months. And that's collectives. I mean, I had stories yesterday, and and in disclosure, it's got nothing to do with anybody of UCF or Florida. I had stories yesterday of collectives like, man, wow, we didn't think it was going to be like this, meaning how much money my school is asking for, how much money we need to buy this player, is this player even telling us the truth about their offer they're getting? And now you're getting some of these, you know, sugar daddies or these wannabe GMs that are like, man, this is a lot of money. And, and suddenly you're thirst of buying the, a, a championship when the reality is now in front of you and now someone's saying, okay, give me the money. I I, I got to go get this guy. These collectives now are beginning to experience the business in action. And when somebody calls and says, if you want this quarterback or you want that wide receiver, they need a million dollars. And someone's like, What? So we'll see how that plays itself out. They're not going away, but they're going to have to evolve to this business model. I mean, again, I'll share a story, and I'm not going to tell you, and it's from nobody in the state.
1: Okay.
0: Um, player tells position coach, Coach, I'm going to enter the portal because this school is offering me, and I can say because I'm telling you the yeah. player, $100,000. And the coach is like, that school? Like, Yeah. That position coach knows somebody on, 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 on the staff who knows the mm-hmm. coach of the other school. So they called him find out. Nobody offered him $100,000. Okay? So, so, so the kid says, I'll stay if you guys match it. So the position coach says, nope, I think you need to take it. He goes, well, you know what, coach, do I want to stay. Well, he knows the offers bogus. He goes, I, mm-hmm. you know, if you're getting that. Two hours later, his representative calls and says, look, he, you know, he'll stay for eighty. And he goes, no, we're good. Later, <laughs> later, it's 50. So, again, that's going on. I'll tell you another story I heard yesterday. Player enters the portal because he thinks he's got a better offer someplace else. Gets phone call from Collective that says, you do realize if you leave, you owe us X amount of dollars from what we gave you. Player goes, what are you talking about? He goes, did you read the agreement you signed with us? And player, uh, you know, ask his rep to look and goes, Yeah, but don't worry about it. Really? Wait till that collective sues you <laughs> I mean that's I was, what I was wondering, happened I, was wondering yesterday.
1: I was wondering this, like players opting out of bowl games. I wonder if these player these collective contracts I, I wonder if any of them have you need to play the entire season
0: including the bowl game. The fear put, the fear by a lot of people and particularly compliance people at universities who have nothing to do with these deals is that so many of these quote pay deals, there's nothing in writing because the collectives don't want a paper trail, they're afraid of the lawsuit, but there are some people that said, listen, if you leave, we keep your rights. And, and a lot of players don't even know that. But yesterday was, as predicted, Mike, more than 1,000 players entered the transfer portal yesterday. Was that the total? Wow. It was more than 1,000. You have six ACC starting quarterbacks enter the transfer portal you had one move from Boston College to Pitt yesterday, yeah. um, and that was yesterday alone. Welcome to the new world of college football.
1: I was talking about legacy. I was talking to my buddy um, Jeff Wilson, who's a big Pitt fan. He grew up in Pittsburgh, yeah. Um, and he was talking about you know Jordan Addison, all right. Obviously, the great Pitt receiver who transferred to USC on this past weekend. I, he was talking about how you know how, how they loved Jordan Addison at Pitt when he was there. I was just thinking this like Jordan Addison. All right, you know, help helps Pitt win the ACC championship. They haven't won a championship in you know years. But what's his legacy now at Pitt? Like like he, he's considered almost like a traitor now when he should he should be a hero there.
0: Yeah, but I, listen, I'll say this about Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison finishes up as a Belitskoff winner, makes a hundred catches at Pitt. He also sees the changes in the offense and also has yeah, to I assesses know, if it's I, best I, for me. So he goes out to not, USC and yeah, you know,
1: I'm not blame. I'm not blaming Jordan Addison. I'm just right. saying, is is he going to go down as a USC
0: legend? No, no but uh, again, I, I understand what you're saying, Mike.
1: Sort of like guy, you said yesterday, like, like it's, it's sort of like you said yesterday with Mikey Keene, all right? Mikey Keane, he made the decision not to play in the right. championship game. But what if Mikey Keene had played in the championship game and what if he had led UCF oh, back to a rally in the Cotton Bowl? He he's an instant legend.
0: I said it's these... hard to convince an eighteen and nineteen year old that very few people get a chance in life to be a hero yeah. in whatever yeah. perspective that is. And I don't know what the outcome would have been. And, and like I said, maybe, and I wish Mikey well, maybe he goes on and he is a star someplace else. Maybe he gets to play in the NFL. But some players, the moment is there, and, and they think there'll always be those moments, and maybe that never really happens. Yeah. So, anyway.
1: Were you surprised Ryan O'Keefe entered the, the portal? No.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Look, I've I, I, I got to know Ryan over the years. He an incredible story. Uh, he and his brother... Um, adopted uh, and, and and if not for his parents who chose to adopt he and his brother, who knows what his life would have been he he, he has said that many times and I, I will root for Ryan O'Keefe whatever uniform he puts on I wish it was a UCF Knight uniform uh, but he made a decision um, maybe Ryan feels like uh, uh, there's something else out there for him whether that is in money whether that is an opportunity to showcase his game and what he may think is a different level I don't know I think you brought a very good point this morning it's not a criticism of Ryan O'Keefe um UCF found Kobe Hudson and Javon Baker in the transfer portal and those guys you know did quite well Xavier Townsend is a very exciting true freshman that played briefly for UCF this year I think he has the potential to maybe take that slot that Ryan O'Keefe had uh so you hate to see a player like that go You brought up Jalen Robinson. Daniel Robinson took some cash to go to Old Miss and ask him how the year went. Now, he he's got some money in his pocket, but he caught five balls for 29 yards.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: I so, know. you know, and, and keep this in mind. This includes everybody, okay? In the last four years, okay, 9,093 players entered the transfer portal. This is not including the numbers as of yesterday, Okay. But that also includes, How many players in the last four years? Nine thousand and ninety-three. That includes all levels. That includes FBS and FCS. Okay. Mm-hmm. That also includes walk-ons. So that includes everybody. Okay. Forty-five mm-hmm. percent found a new home. Wow. Fifty-five percent had no place to go. That number's probably going to be greater. Because in the new poor era, everybody just thinks that there's stuff out there, and big names and talented people, they'll find places, no question about it. But there's going to be a lot of players that, if they think there's money out there, that money's going to drive quickly, and then you're going to be left with, can I find a place? And the the data, Daniels, the data shows that more than half will not find a home. Daniels, if I was a a
1: a, a below average college football player. At the school that I'm at, okay, and and I'm talking about power five if I were like for instance, Florida had a bevy of players getting the transfer portal, and I'm sure Billy Napier wanted a bunch of them in the transfer portal because he's cleaning house, all right, but if I were a below average player at say Florida and I was I don't know I was a you know I was a junior or something or, 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 or even a sophomore, and I was below average, and I knew I was below average, all right. I wouldn't enter the transfer portal. I'd stay right there at Florida, get my degree, and because aren't power five schools? Don't they have to guarantee you four years?
0: Yeah, but that's what you gotten, mean, Yeah, eh, that's gotten to be a gray area too lately. Everybody was proud <laughs> I think it's of the rule. Daniel. Everybody was proud to pound their chest saying we guaranteed five years of the scholarship to the player, but that's gotten to be even a gray area now. Being able to run kids off, where all of a sudden. Um, you now can challenge the aid and make it a little bit more uncomfortable.
1: I'm not saying you can't make it uncomfortable, but it is still the rule, I believe.
0: It is, but you'd be surprised how many schools have found a way to still run kids off. I mean, uh, people made a big deal about Deion Sanders' speech. That is a story to watch about how he tries to run some kids off, because what they did change the rule now is, Remember, he used to cap it at 25 that he can sign. They did away with it for the next two years. So, Dion can run 50 kids off. He just can't go above 85 in scholarships. But people are going to watch and see for exactly what you just said and say, wait a minute. I thought that scholarship was guaranteed. And at some point, someone's going to start doing the math. If he starts running 30, 40 kids off, how many of those kids will say, well, hang on, what about my guaranteed scholarship? We'll see. I, yeah, that'll that's going to be a big, I mean, there'll be lawsuits for that, Daniels. We'll see. Uh, again, and people, yes, I'm reading, and I'm not faulting because I don't know all the rules. They're like, yeah, you only get one trench, then you got to sit out. Nope. No one's blocking it. The rule's still on the books. No one's blocking it. No one needs to get a waiver. The NCAA's not. Uh, Keaton Slovis, is a good one. From USC went to Pitt, entered the transfer portal. He's not sitting out where he goes someplace else. Heck, I'll give you college no, you don't have to if
1: you've. You no don't one, have to sit out if you've, if you've already transferred once.
0: No one's blocking it. No one's blocking it. I
1: thought it was the rule,
0: though. It is the rule. No one's okay. blocking the waiver. No one's blocking oh, so, it. So if I want my third oh, so school, you're, go ahead.
1: So you're saying if if the waiver is signed, you don't have to sit out.
0: If you want to go for the third, no one's blocking it now. The NCAA has basically thrown its hands up and say, we know what the rule is, but you want to go, go. No one's blocking uh, it.
1: Okay, but all right, let, let, real quick, let me use this. S- say Ryan O'Keefe had already transferred once all right and he you know he'd already used his free transfer and he wanted to transfer again and Gus Malzahn goes no I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sign the waiver for you to transfer without sitting out a year would he then have to sit out a year but no one's
0: blocking that because then you're the coach that does it and everybody uses it against you
1: okay, but you're you're saying it's
0: still the rule if 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 a coach wanted to block they could, but you're saying nobody is no yes, for that reason, no coach is okay. going to want the reputation that you block the guy from going ah okay so so essentially, there is free transfers now anytime you want, yep for as many as you want, yeah, you know the biggest growing trend in college basketball is what? the player on his third school, which now is about one third of the players in college basketball, really, yes. Good yeah. Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Third school. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. I just, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Fall in, wait, Fall, wait, in, wait, love, wait. fall in love with your school. Hold on, hold on. Scott just brought up uh, a, a, a point of leaves and comes back, okay? There's a basketball player, and I know we're way late here. There's a yeah. basketball player at uh, uh, South Florida, okay? hmm And people want to talk about uh, uh you know, can you transfer and so forth, okay? So, so, so I'm going to tell you, um, hold on, I just want to make sure. Uh, this player's journey is the mm-hmm. following. Tyler Harris, okay? Tyler mm-hmm. Harris began his career at Memphis, mm-hmm. went to Iowa State, went back to Memphis and played last year, and it's now at South Florida. <laughs> Started uh. at Memphis, played a couple of years. Penny said, don't need you. He went to Iowa State Then Penny said we could use you. He went back to Memphis and played, and now he's at South Florida. Sounds like like he's matriculating toward that uh, uh, coveted sheepskin, Daniels. Back with more of The Bridge, brought to Advent Health next. (music) Little double shot Tuesday.
1: Oh, little Willie. Just can't wait to get on the the road again. The life I love is making music with my friends. I can't wait to get on the road again. On the road
0: again. Today, uh, the theme for Double Shot Tuesday, Mike, it's the holiday season. So these are songs where the title is somehow connected to traveling. Whether you're getting in the car, getting on the plane, just songs that are connected to travel in some form. Get on the boat. Get on the boat, whatever it is. We're like the Almond Brothers.
1: Lord, I was born a rambling man.
0: There you go. That was the other option. 50857 to the text line as we are in the holiday season. So songs that you might hear if you're out and about traveling. Good luck mm. today on Double like Shot uh, Tuesday. I like, it.
1: I like Double Shot Tuesday.
0: Yeah. <sighs> there you go. Um, Daniels, real, yeah, quick, yes, real quick. Yes, yes, yes. A yes. couple of bold questions. All right. Will
1: FSU Oklahoma
0: be a sellout? Uh do you think? Well, I don't know if um Camping World opens everything for that game. So I don't know what the actual capacity is okay. for right. that. But I think it will draw well. Again, I think Florida State fans are are, are are gonna be excited to see their team and rightfully so. So I think it will draw well. And also, we didn't commend
1: what about the Cure Bowl getting the only bowl game between conference
0: champions. They got a good little matchup in the Cure Bowl. Alan Gooch was on the show yesterday talking about that. Yeah. Is he pumped? I bet he's pumped. Uh, Alan should be very excited. Not, look, I said before, Alan's been a friend of mine for 30 years. But mm-hmm. a lot of people kind of laughed at that bowl nationally years ago and, like, you know, whatever this thing is. And they put their name, Cure Bowl, on there for the charity they're connected to, to raise money, to breast cancer awareness, and to fight breast cancer. They've raised uh, soon to be over $4 million. And he had a tough TV spot, tough TV partnership. Now he's got a you know new partnership with ESPN. They helped put you know the teams uh, together. And they've had some really good games the last few years of good matchups. And he's got you know two teams that finished really strong. Like yeah. The good thing about his bowl game, which is why, and I do think the upper tier of bowl games will change in the coming years. I think the college football playoff is going to make a lot of these bowls reevaluate what they do, but bowls like Allen's and, and those other bowls, um, they get teams like this that are excited to come here. These guys aren't six and six that lost their last four that still were bowl eligible. These are teams that had double digit wins. I
1: remember years ago when I first got to Orlando, um, they, they still it was still the Tangerine Bowl, uh-huh. right? This was, uh, actually I think they changed the name back to the Tangerine Bowl for yeah. for a couple of years. And it was NC State versus Pitt in the Tangerine Bowl. And both teams were, you know, somewhat mediocre. But they, you know, they hadn't been to a bowl game in a while. And it was like they were so excited about being at the Tangerine Bowl. And it was so refreshing that college football programs in the BCS era were excited about being at a, at a you know, and, in, in, you know, it was like a third tier bowl game. And they were excited.
0: Right. And, there are a lot of teams, not all. There are a lot of teams that are excited to be playing in a bowl game. And sometimes, yeah, how your season ends plays a role in that. And, yes, you're going to have to juggle players that have left with a portal and all sorts of things. But, Mike, I'll give you an example. You think Pitt's excited? I mean, or rather Duke's excited at 8-4, and four, had an exciting offense, Absolutely. a fun year for them. Their guys are excited yeah. to play in a bowl game. They want to get another win.
1: Absolutely.
0: You know, so so there are plenty of teams out there that that, that like the extra game, and I think those Bulls are going to survive. I do think some of the other Bulls really have to reevaluate what they want to do in a playoff era. Uh, I miss
1: that. I miss that era,
0: Daniels. And,
1: again, I'm going to sound like the old guy again, but I remember when I was a kid, and I've told this story before, the Gators would go like, you know, The Gators would go to, like, the Astro Blue Bonnet Bowl, and I I, was so excited. They're going to a bowl game. And, again, there weren't as many bowl games back then, and the Gators weren't very good. But, yeah, or Florida State would go to some Humpty Dumpty Bowl back when, you know, before Bowden got there, and they were excited about it.
0: Uh, In uh, 30 years ago, Mm -hmm. 1992-93 bowl season, there were 18 bowls. Yeah. It was now a big what, 40, deal. To go to 43? I think it was 41. Mm. So it was a big deal. I mean, if you went to, you know, a, a bowl game period. That year, by the way, Mike, I mean, I'm sure you remember this. In 1992, Florida played NC State in the Gator Bowl. Uh,
1: yeah, that was a Fog Bowl, I think.
0: Yeah, uh, Florida was uh, ranked 14th. NC State uh, was ranked 10th. And uh, Eric Rett was the MVP for Steve Spurrier's Florida Gators in the Gator Bowl. Mm. I remember the first game I ever went
1: to as a fan when I was a kid, a teenager. Mm -hmm. Um, The Gators were playing Maryland in the Tangerine Bowl in Orlando. And I got, uh, I don't remember how I got tickets, but I got tickets to go, and I was so excited to go to a bowl game. And the Gators were playing. I still remember the star player for Maryland, Charlie Wysocki. Charlie Wysocki and Jerry Claiborne was the coach.
0: Oh, Jerry Claiborne, football coach. Yeah. You, go.
1: You, know what, you know what defense he used to run, don't you? He used to run that wide tackle six. Run that wide
0: tackle six. You know what my first Fred? bowl game was? What? Uh, I was 13. 1980, mm-hmm. my first two bowl games. 1980 Orange Bowl which is Florida State and Oklahoma. And then I was also at the 81 Orange Bowl, which is the famous two-point conversion, 1817, Oklahoma and Florida State. Wow. Yeah.
1: Wow. That's when uh, Florida State had uh, Ron Simmons was their star.
0: And uh, to the shock of everybody, this Oklahoma quarterback, J.C. Watts, threw the ball in that game. Like, what the hell is that? <laughs> Didn't look pretty though when he threw it, did it? No, but it worked for them. They needed a couple <laughs> big pass plays there. Yeah. Uh. Anyway. All right. Peace. Love. Boil peanuts. Have a great show. All right, Mikey. Double shot Tuesday with the holiday season here. Songs that are connected to travel in the title. Five zero eight five seven on the text line, and a Tuesday edition of the Beat Sports is next.